0: This is QL Daily, presented by MGM from QL.
1: Welcome back to BeckQL Daily. Aaron Hawksworth, Nick Ashu, Cody Decker. We have Mark James joining us now on the Roman guest line. He covers the ACC and the Miami Hurricanes. Going to talk a little college football here. So a lot of people I've talked to so far, you know, before the season starts, some are on Alabama and then others are on Ohio state. Mark, I'm curious if you're going to place a bet on the championship winner, who do you like better Alabama or Ohio state?
0: Wow, Aaron, that's uh, right away hitting me with a, you know, going right, buzzing the tower, right from the jump. Uh, I would have to go <laughs> Alabama. Um, I, I would just – because you look at what happened last year. They were so close in that game and uh, in, against Georgia. Georgia really owned the fourth quarter. Their entire defense got drafted in the NFL. Fifteen players overall which set an NFL draft record by Georgia going to the league. And if you recall in that game, once Jamison Williams got hurt, the entire complexion of that game changed. So I think Nick Saban and Alabama – When they come back fired up, I mean, you remember the first year of the college football playoff in 2014? They had a two-touchdown lead against Ohio State in the college football playoff. They ended up losing that game with a two-touchdown lead at halftime, and they came back the next year in 2015 stronger with Derrick Henry and winning that national championship. So I'd have to go Alabama, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba with Ohio State, don't get me wrong, Ryan Day. The recruiting—they've done a, a, an unbelievable job. But I just think that you're looking at Nick Saban right now. This guy. Um, someone told me a former co-host of mine in Charlotte, who has a lot of connections with Alabama, told me in 2011, after they won their set, after Saban won his second national title at Alabama. Now he's won six. And he said to me back then that he wanted to basically completely catch and surpass bear bryant well he's already caught him and if you want to count the one national title that he won at lsu he surpassed them he's got seven bear bryant has six so uh, i i just think that alabama it, it's like you know three guarantees in life every year death taxes in alabama <laughs> being in the college football playoff with a chance to win the national title i think that loss against georgia Nick Saban's former assistant, Kirby Smart, that's going to sting. Uh, I think, obviously, Bryce Young, he's got a lot of pride. He's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. He wants to come back, and they want to win it all. I don't think they're about it, individual awards. And like I said, they are loaded. Um, yeah, they lost some players to the NFL, but they bring back to me the guy that should have been invited to New York City last year for a Heisman Trophy finalist, is Will Anderson. So I'm I'm gonna have to yeah. roll tide on this one. Um, I'm just waiting, like everybody else in college football. When to me, it's like, what's the over under on age when Nick Saban's gonna finally retire? Because I don't know what <laughs> it's gonna be. Is it gonna be seventy five, eighty? What do we What are we talking? Like like just just how much success can you know can you have? Like what what else, what is there left to prove? You know. It's it's clear at this point. Nick Saban just wants to make his career impossible for anybody else to match if he just coaches until he's 80. At this point, you're right. It may just be that long. You know, it, speaking of coaches, obviously the big high-profile move this offseason was Lincoln Riley going to USC. And there have been some sports books that have come out talking about all the money coming in on USC to win the national title right now. In fact, think at the Superbook. They were the the most money had come in on USC to win. So it's clear that Lincoln Riley and what he's done on the, We could call it the transfer portal, but really it's more of like the free agent market, I guess, at this point in college football. At 20-1, to USC to win the title. How much of this is just hype, and how much of this do you look at what Riley has already done in terms of the roster on paper and say, this is going to be a very, very different team this year? Yeah, it's a great question. Here's the thing. The the team to beat in the Pac-12 is Utah. I mean, look what Utah Mm -hmm. did last year to Mario Cristobal in Oregon twice. And they will be this year's team. They're, they're, to me, the favorite in that South Division. Now, what Lincoln Riley has done in a short period of time, I mean, Caleb Williams comes over from Oklahoma. Uh, he gets Jordan Addison, the guy who won the Belentnikoff Award, at Pitt as the best receiver in the country to come over. Um, he also inherits some pretty good personnel as well. Uh, Mario Williams uh, Uh, coming over from oklahoma so he's getting a lot of people in the portal i just think we all need to let's just pump the brakes a little bit and and i say that not only with lincoln riley but my guy super mario crystal ball at the university of miami these guys need to get a year under their belts um i I, like listen i don't think it's a bomb beyond the realm of comprehension that usc could be in the pac-12 championship game And win it all. But let's just, like, I don't think that they're college football playoff ready just yet. Uh, They're recruiting. I mean, Malachi Nelson, one of the best high school quarterbacks coming in um, next season, it's going to be great. They've got, they bring back a lot of great players. um, And, but I just don't know. It's tough to instill a culture right away. And I think they're going to win. But I just think you look at what Kyle Whittingham has done at Utah. They're the reigning Pac-12 champs. Uh, Dan Lanning at Oregon. Uh, yes, they've lost some players, but Oregon still is going to be really tough. Mario Cristobal did not lead that cupboard bear there, there in Eugene. So I, there's value, don't get me wrong, on USC. Nation, like, like Pac-12 title, maybe college football playoff. But let me ask you guys this. When's the last, who's the last team? from the Pac-12 to make the college football playoff, wasn't it like Washington? And they got their doors like absolutely slammed by Alabama in the college football playoff like six years ago. I I don't even remember. So I think USC, there's a lot going on there, and I love the future there. Don't get me wrong, and they're obviously headed to the Big Ten with UCLA in the future, just not this year. It's going to take a little bit time, but – Lincoln Riley's got his guys. Let me tell you something. I feel a lot better if I'm a a Trojan fan than if I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan with everything. That program's completely just decimated. So good luck to Brent Venables and Norman. You know, you bring up a great point with USC going to the Big Ten and UCLA joining them. I'm a UCLA guy myself. Uh, what is it going to take for this team to actually start to compete and make some moves in, the say, the transfer portal the way that USC is? Because right now, everyone's all eyes are on USC here in Los Angeles as far as college football. No one talks about UCLA. What is it going to take for them to finally turn a corner? Well, then, you know, being a UCLA guy, you guys blew late leads last year to USC and Stanford that you should have won. Um, last year, you had 10 starters back on uh, both offensive and defense, but – Dor- DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Zach Charbonnet. Um, I-, I like, you know, Brian. I-, I-, I like, excuse me, what Chip Kelly has done, and I think that they are certainly now. Um, they are, they are definitely right there in the thick of things. Um, but now with, you know, the shiny toy, because college football, pal- like to me, the biggest stories this year, other than the portal, and obviously the biggest one, conference realignment, the fact that two of college football sleeping Giants are now awoken. USC and Miami. But UCLA now, they're no longer a doormat. If they can close out, if they can do the things that they couldn't do last season, I mean, Chip Kelly is one of the best play callers in college football. The issue with UCLA is that you just don't have that, as, as I call it, that blue chip ratio talent. And in order to win the national title, in college football, at least 50% of your roster needs to be four and five star players. They don't have that at UCLA. Heck, they don't have that at USC right now because Clay Helton <laughs> certainly didn't leave Lincoln Riley, you know, chock full with a bunch of talent. I mean, Lincoln Riley got probably their two, uh, excuse me, got the two best players in, in terms of their quarterback, Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, through the transfer portal. UCLA is there. Obviously, they play in a tough conference, but I just think that now that you're in that division, I mean, you look at your out-of-conference schedule; it's a joke. So you should roll. You literally will roll out of the bed. Uh, You'll be five and zero rolling into October. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, then at Colorado. The total number of wins there on Colorado I saw is about two and a half, three. So they're one of the worst teams in FBS. And and then you do get Washington at home, which would be a tough game. But you're easily 4-0 rolling out of bed for UCLA. Then the schedule gets a lot tougher. Washington and Utah, uh, back-to-back games. And then you get a, a bye before you go to Outson Stadium at Eugene and face the Oregon Ducks. So I think UCLA is right in the thick of things. And Chip Kelly will obviously keep that. And, and I can't wait to see those matches of – Chip Kelly versus Lincoln Riley. That matchup, now that USC-UCLA game, you know, especially this year, uh, it's it's at the Rose Bowl. But, I mean, that's going to be great when you see those two strategies go up against each other, and especially long-term in the future. And I do think, you being a UCLA guy, that you guys going to the Big Ten is going to help that program out in football long-term.
1: We're talking to Mark James on the Roman guest line. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark James. Mark, uh, let's talk a little ACC. um, Looking at this conference, are there any bets or any value that you like right now?
0: Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to give you guys one. I've already placed it myself. I'm fading the total number of wins on Pitt. Uh, It's at eight and a half uh, Pitt has lost everyone from last year's team. They lost their starting quarterback. It was a first round pick, Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost the best receiver in the country in the portal, Jordan Addison to USC. They lost their offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, to Nebraska. Yeah, they, they do bring back all five of their offensive linemen, but I just look at Pitt and I, I just don't see it this year. I think they were a one-hit wonder. It was a perfect storm of everything that kind of transpired last year for them and kudos to them. They're the ACC champs. They blew the doors off of Sam Hartman and Wake Forest in the ACC title game, including that fake slide controversy with Kenny Pickett. But I just think I look at them and I think that, okay, that was nice. They're not going to do it again. Um, I don't even know if they're going to finish maybe in second place in the AC in that coastal division behind either Miami or North Carolina. I, I don't see it. So fade uh pit i've already done it it's the i I did it last year aaron with the university of um north carolina i think their total going into last season if i'm not mistaken was about 10 or i'm looking it up right now was actually yeah last year was at 10. it was the easiest bet i made all season by the end of september i was just waiting for the season to end because i knew it here's another one as well (gasps) Florida State. Florida State right now, uh, if you look at them, they are absolute disarray. Their total, I believe, is six and a half, depending where you shop. I'm looking at their schedule, and I don't see them getting more than five wins. They just got, Matter hmm. of fact, I, I would even go as far to say that, Flo- that Mike Norvell will be fired before Halloween. They will make an in-season five. You look at their schedule, other than Duquesne, uh, they get LSU and Brian Kelly um, in New Orleans, which will be pretty much a home game for LSU. They go at Louisville. Uh, BC, who's no slouch anymore, what Jeff Hapley has done. I mentioned Sam Hartman and he, him being one of the best quarterbacks in the country at NC State Clemson. So that's all by – they could have four or five losses by October 16th. That's bad news. I am actually shocked that Mike Norvell was brought back for another season in Tallahassee, Florida. Because I, I don't get it. <laughs> Miami and Florida made moves. Sorry, I, I went to the U. I, I just, you know, I'm allergic to Darnett and Gold. But um, I, I was just surprised. <laughs> fade Pitt and fade Florida State. You can thank me later and cash those tickets. It, it'll be easy money, especially on Pitt. There's no way Pittsburgh's going to get to nine wins.
1: Love it. Love it. Um, Mark James on the Roman guest line. I'm trying to find Florida state right now. I did find Pitt at eight and a half. So I'm betting that, and I will bet the other. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, That was Mark James on the Roman guest line. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark James again, Florida state Pitt, fade them both. He says Um, he sounded very confident as well. Great information there um, from Mark and coming up next we are going to do a little more college football talk i already have some bets in um, uh, but we'll go over look at some of these different conferences and some futures betql daily rolls on aaron hawksworth nick Ashu, cody upper decker <laughs> stay with us <laughs>